did. I nearly made it at the same time as Marie Pierre after 400 hours of podcast. Did you see? I nearly made it. Nearly. Nearly. <laughs> I'm so excited. I said to my friends that are on Zoom, Monique and uh, Lise and Trish, and I've got Jane here with me, Sandy and Dorothy. I said, you know, guys, it's my favorite podcast of all times this morning. It's my favorite. Now, for those that know, know me, my name is Maria Mariano. It's my 40th year in my multi-level marketing business, and it's a company that's th thriving even in the midst of everyone else having difficult times difficult times right now maybe to have a business that is flourishing okay uh, and when we prepared this podcast this morning or when i wrote a, my part my part this morning i said oh, hey marie pierre i think our organization is pretty much winner winner chicken dinner i'm i'm telling you okay so i hope i'm hoping dorothy monique as as directors melissa as directors you're leaning in and taking notes because i think there's a lot yeah i think there's a lot you're going to be taking notes down not for tonight your meetings but for you personally as leaders okay so for those joining us for the very first time we love to take a book so right now we're in the book leaders eat last by simon sinek and we bring to the table dr melanie miller's you know, um, knowledge, worldwide knowledge. You know, people don't know, Melanie, but you've lived your life in in in, in three places. Like, literally, she, she's 16, she's done 20, 20, 20. Australia, England, Canada. So she has a world of knowledge and expertise, and she's going to be doing the close with, which I absolutely love, the paradox of human beings. Like, I'm just so excited for your part, Melanie, because you always surprise me every time you deliver. Like, that's where you see your, your honestly, your doctorate's degree. Like, that's where you see it. And, of course, we have Marie-Pierre Tetrault, the young one, 30 years old, who didn't get it yesterday. It was all about the elephant. And today, she's going to bring to the table in a fantastic way, because I heard it in the mastermind when she covered it. She will be explaining our four chemical dependency. Remember yesterday, they call it chemical dependency. I'm going to call it the drugs, the natural drugs of the body. You know, we we are designed by this incredible mastermind. You know, I, I, I call him God. Absolutely incredible that when you read this, you say, how can he not exist? How can he not? Like for me, it's mind boggling how we're perfectly designed and how these natural, natural chemicals when addicted to all four and when seeking your fix every single day of all four that's what make, will make you thrive as a human being be successful as a human being and live your dream life so i'm excited for marie pierre's part and then i said well what would be my intro what would i enjoy doing well what i think i want to say to you today and please if you have not opened your a pod bean application on yourself, please go ahead. Even if you're on Zoom on Facebook, it gives us extra brownie points. And don't forget at the bottom right, in about 73 seconds, the heart is gonna go off and we're all gonna go tick, 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 and it's gonna give us brownie points. And if you're listening to us also on Facebook, please share. Today's chapter is about when enough was enough, okay? So humans need to feel safe. We all know that humans need to feel safe. We have thrived as a species because of our ability to create, 
because of our ability to invent, because of our ability to plan, and because of our ability to organize ourselves today in very complex ways. You look at anybody's office, right, Mel? You're looking at all the ways we're organizing ourselves. I know just my office since COVID has two very powerful computers. I have three uh, tablets on the side, you know, iPads, so I can follow conversation. I have a huge 55-inch TV, so when Melanie Miller speaks, I see, you know, her wrinkles. <laughs> Did you love that one? Okay. I mean, it's just like we, we go to incredible extents to organize ourselves. Our survival hinges on the ability to operate in social groups. This is why we, we have schools. Because otherwise we could have all home thought. We send our children to school because that's the first place they start developing their socializing and cooperative uh, skills. And you know that when a child has difficulty with this in grade one, kindergarten, second grade, we know we might have issues later on. We, we push them into sports because this is socializing and cooperating. We put them in camps because it's socializing and cooperating. People that were are part of churches, it's socializing and, 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 uh, and cooperating community. I love in the States, every gated community, you have to give community service, a little bit like our condo structures in Canada, right? Multi-level marketing business is a wonderful place to, 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 to drive those, those serotonin oxytocin in your system, which is the socializing, co co cooperating, um, I call them drugs, right, of the system. During prehistoric ages, humans depended on their tribes for food, shelter, and protection. Even if our environments have changed, even if our organizations have changed drastically, believe me, our biological makeup still remains the same. That, that's what's what's to be understood today. So what does Simon says? I, 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 I talk about him as if he's my new best friend. What does Simon say? Simon says this, we work at our best when facing external challenges. So if you're not challenged today, okay, if you're not pushing yourself against, you know, an opposition, you can't grow. That is rooted in our biology. And this is what Marie-Pierre, the elephants didn't have. They didn't have the power to adapt. So as, as time is going by, they are becoming more and more extinct. They have thrived the longest because they live in impacts, but they're not adapting to the new environment. And yes, their population is going down. You must know there are many misguided leaders that believe or misinterpret that um, uh, challenges, they, they use challenges by, by bribing you that if you don't do this and you don't meet your numbers, we will we'll fire you. No, this is a misinterpretation. And I'm glad that Simon says that this is simply not true because if you put people in this situation and it's cortisol, so that means that you're always in fear and that's not good. There's a difference between being pushed, you know, uh, in a challenge and being fear, living in fear. We don't want to live in fear. We have a biological conflict of interest within us when the, the boss is scaring us with, you will lose your job if you don't meet your numbers. Do you understand? I don't know if it came out clear, but in my mind, I wrote it that I understand. We have four major chemical incentives, which are the two that are selfish, getting things done, that help us to get things done. And there are two that are selfless activities, 
such as socialized incorporation. And we need a beautiful balance of all four every single day. So in reality, I want you guys to check on your fixes every day. Did I get my fix of dopamine? Did I get my fix of endorphins? Did I get my fix of serotonin? Did I give, get my fix of oxytocin? Because if the answer is yes, you had a perfect day. But to talk to you more about it, take it away, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Maria. So yes, those four happy hormones. So why do certain people on uh, experience make us feel calm, happy, and even joyful? It's the happy hormone. So one of the key elements for this is uh, for this is and that our positive connection and experience of awe and wonder actually create a chemical reaction in our brain and this is via chemical messenger in our brain more commonly known as the hormones so there are four main hormones that are primarily responsible for creating those feel-good emotion and sensation they moderate our feeling of well-being and are influenced by our stress level self-care and lifestyle choices so the four <laughs> happy hormones first there's dopamine that is the reward chemical there's oxytocin is the love hormone there is serotonin is the mood stabilizer and endorphin that is the painkiller so if we go a little bit in details to really understand those four so first dopamine so this hormone drives your brain reward chemical so it is released when you are doing something pleasurable so this could be eating a great meal, listening to inspiring music, getting a massage, um, or completing a physical exercise workout. And the release of dopamine gives a feeling of well-being and motivates you to seek things you enjoy and do well. The second one, serotonin. So serotonin uh, stabilizes our mood feelings of well-being and happiness so additionally it helps decrease our worries and concern and it is associated with learning and memory and serotonin is naturally triggered by regular uh, regular things we can do each day going for a walk in the sunshine getting a good night of sleep spending time in nature or self-care activities that reduce our stress level the third one is the endorphin so endorphins are produced by the central nervous system to help us deal with physical pain. They are released in response to pain or stress, but they are also released during other activities like eating, exercise, or sex. Of course, we have to talk about sex for Maria. <laughs> and they release a brief euphoria that covers the pain. So athletes will frequently speak about the endorphin high they get when they push their body to the point of real discomfort or pain. Then the last one, oxytocin. So oxytocin of called the love hormones it's an extensive research as linked oxytocin released to life satisfaction level it happens to play a larger larger role in women's physiology and happiness than men's so oxytocin is mainly correlated with a loving touch and close relationship this hormones provide a multiple it by stimulating serotonin and dopamine while lowering anxiety so you really want the four at the same time. Like Maria said, you want your fix of the four every day. You want to be addicted of the four. We need uh, not just one of them, but we really need those four. And there's 
a few ways that you can boost your happy hormone because our brain gets wired by experience and every time our neurochemicals surge, our no neurons build new connections. And experience has wired you to turn and to turn on your brain chemical in the way they turned on in the past or so before. And they build really easily when we're young, but it's not as easy to build new ones as we get older. So building new circuits will take a lot of repetition. So pick a new habit, a new happy habit and start repeating it over and over until your new habit will feel less feels as natural as your old one and start enjoying feeling happy. So we know dopamine is a trigger is as triggered and when you do something well. So make sure you do something regularly with the, that will incorporate things you enjoy and do well into your life. So kicking a goal or achieving a target or accomplishing a task will all give you a hit of dopamine and tell your brain you've done a good job. Another way is to do something kind for someone. So volunteering on a regular basis it will also give you a regular hit of dopamine that will help make you feel good. There are a few ways you can naturally increase now your level of serotonin. So getting out into the sunlight is one way. Everybody feels better in a sunny day. So work on developing your belief, your belief in your own own worth. So everyone has wins and losses, but if you focus on your losses, you will depress your serotonin. So build the habit of focusing on your win, whether a large or small. So exercise is another way to increase your serotonin levels. A brisk walk of just 10 minutes will do wonder for your mood. So why not continue for longer? So maybe 20 to 40 minutes will give you incredible heart and health benefit too, not just your serotonin. And research has also found that consuming food higher in tryptophan will increase your serotonin. So food that are high in tryptophan will include chicken, eggs, fish, cheese, peanut, pumpkin, sesame seed, milk, and turkey. And when we talk about it this morning in the mastermind, Sabrina said, Oh, that's why it's so happy at Christmas with the turkey and the <laughs> fish and the <laughs> cheese. Everything is there to have a high dose of serotonin. <laughs> After that, we go for endorphin. So to release endorphin, yes, exercise is again the way. So the exercise high is a real thing. However, there are also other ways to get an endorphin release, a good old belly laugh or a stretch. A genuine laugh cannot be produced cannot be produced on demand and a genuine stretch requires a, a little skill, but you create opportunity to trigger your endorphin release in this way. And the last one, oxytocin is released by giving and receiving love in all its forms. So taking care of yourself with a, a holistic yoga class or meditation or listening to music, having a meaningful conversation with family or friends or cooking for those you care about and giving your pet a hug or being intimate with someone special. There are so many things you can do to make yourself feel better and improve enjoyment of life. So happiness is within your control when you realize everything. So even if your natural tendency is to be more down than up, you can make a choice to um, that will help you experience a brighter and happier life. So remember, 
yes it will take time not just say one time oh no it didn't work building a new circuit circuit in your brain will take a lot and lot of repetition so make sure that yes you will do it a, a few times and a lot of time to say okay that's it i have a new habit and that really work so to go into further detail we will go now with melanie miller good morning good morning so my section is called the paradox of being human and uh, human beings we exist as individuals but we also exist in groups and often we're parts of lots of different groups um, sometimes we have conflicts of interest we, is it best for me or is it best for the collective it's not always good for both and uh, sometimes when we work to advance ourselves we do that at the cost of the group and when we work to advance the group sometimes we can do it at cost to ourselves so i was thinking about this uh, this morning and you know in my life i've been in many volunteer groups and you know the the big problem with volunteering groups is usually people are not selfless Right. I know that people join well, and, you know, we admire people for joining groups. But um, one of the biggest difficulties I had in working in a voluntary group for, say, home and school was that uh, people can't see the big picture. They can't see the collective good. They join a group like home and school for the benefit of their child their individual child. So imagine you have a situation where um, you, you have a, new, a proposal to introduce a new playground just for the kindergarten. Um, but you know that the basic benefit is for the whole school because now the school's more attractive, now the school has more. So the big picture is this playground is really good. But you have a group of parents that fight against it because their individual children are going to have a little bit less room to play. And so this is where you get into difficulties between what is best for the collective and what is best for individuals. And trying to manage that sometimes in uh, volunteering groups and indeed in work situations, um, whereas the difference in work situations is often the boss has the final say. But in a volunteer, you can go round and round. I know many organizations that have been discussing the same thing for years because they cannot get the collective big picture um, uh, uh, done. So there's tension on us as individuals um, that uh, can we weigh our individual uh, needs um, when we're trying to go for the collective good? Which should you put first? Uh, if we don't look after our group, the group will fail. If the group uh, won't look out for us, we're going to get overloaded with work. We're going to find that we are doing everything. And so, you know, there's a fine balance. I believe in North America at the moment, uh, especially in the US, there is a lot of uh, attitude of the moment of what's in it for me. And it is something that 
disturbs me intensely. And I believe that a lot of the shootings that occur in the US are totally um, blamed on this what's in it for me. There is a consistent argument which comes from gun holders that they have a right as individuals to hold a weapon. Uh, several weapons if they want, why they would need that. Their right is they have a right to protect themselves. The reality is that for the collective nation, having that many guns is ridiculous. It is not necessary and it is obviously dangerous. For me, this is a, a total example of individualism versus the collective group. And uh, I believe until we can engender in ourselves this collective group idea that the problem with individualistic things like guns is going to continue and cause more and more deaths. Um, and the problem with it, of course, is that in countries that don't have guns, there is nothing like the amount of deaths uh, as there is in the US, but it, it's, it's controlled by individuals. So as, MP, uh, as Mary Pierre uh, explained, our body even has chemicals which seem to conflict our interest. So we have endorphins and dopamines which get us to where we want to be, but we have a selfish chemical and we call them the selfish chemicals. And we have serotonin and oxytocin which incentivize us to work together um, and, and those are called selfless chemicals. We need a mix of both. And you know, when you commit a selfless act, wow, do you feel good. And I have to tell you the story of yesterday. Yesterday morning, I was out with Alan taking Killian for a walk and we came across a stray dog. Well, he wasn't a stray dog. He was a dog loose from somewhere. He was in, she was in good condition. She had a collar and everything, but um, she was just running around in the road actually between the traffic. So we use Killian's treats to get her to come to us. And uh, Alan grabbed hold of her collar and we saw on the collar, the, the, descript the name and everything was from Brooklyn, New York. So clearly this was a dog from out of town that was visiting. So although we knocked on several doors to try and find who owned her, nobody even recognized her. So then we were in a situation of, well, what do we do now? So I said to Alan, well, we have to take her home. So I went and knocked on a lady's door that I knew had a, a dog. I didn't know the person, but said, do you have a spare leash? So we borrowed a leash from her. We took the dog home to our house and then we got into action. And Alan called the, the uh, vets in New York and they said, where are you? He says, Canada, what? And so um, then uh, they, they took details. They sent a text to the lady. The lady got the text. In the meantime, I had made a Facebook post and within 10 minutes, the dog had been found. Imagine how that makes you feel. You feel like, oh, I, I did a really good thing for the community today. And when the lady arrived in tears of relief, 
that just, oh, it melted my heart. So doing individual things for the greater good of the community is a fantastic way to get a fix of those chemicals. Acts of servanthood to the groups and where you live with are powerful and necessary. Yes, you're an individual, but every day your contribution to the groups and the community around you will strengthen our society for the good. Be an individual, but never be a selfish one. Serve your community, whether at home or at work, thinking of others and loving the environment you have. And I am now going to pass over to Maria for the final word. Oh, Melanie, Melanie. Eh? Marie-Pierre, was I looking forward for her part? I love the way you just exposed everything, Melanie. It's exactly that. And as we grow, you know, we're what, at 8 billion people now on the planet? Of course, it becomes more and more difficult. And this is why it's important that we have more and more leaders. So as we grow responsible leaders more and more, Melanie, what I see happening is these smaller clusters, but they need to be led by powerful leaders. So we keep we can keep thriving as a um, as a uh, as human beings. Like I see ourselves living somewhere else in the universe. And, and this will be achievable. I don't think there's an end of the world. I don't think, I think it's the key is fantastic leadership. And this is where I brought it to a close today, Mel. I said, we must balance our four chemicals. So I, we're going to be talking more about it next Thursday and Friday. But how about if we just call it Ed, EDSO? Just so we remind ourselves, EDSO. E for endorphin, D for, for um, dopamine. Uh, S for serotonin and O for oxytocin. So probably create yourself something that you remind yourself that I get my Edsel today. Was I in balance with Edsel today? Being happy at work is not just environment. It really is science. And when I get this balance of Edsel in my system, my whole life will change. I will be motivated and I, and I will be living my dream my dream life. So some quotes I really loved that I picked up on the internet when I was preparing this is, is this one. Um, this one, it, it, my favorite definition of love is giving someone the power to destroy me and trusting them that they won't. I really love that one. And then how about this one? The more good thing we do, the more good things we want to do. Okay. And how about this one? Without social chemicals, right, which, which is the soul, serotonin, oxytocin, we'd be like cold-blooded animals. I mean, you need the soul part, right? Human beings exist as individuals, but more importantly, we thrive as groups, as groups. And what about this one? When dopamine is the primary driver, we may achieve a lot, but we will feel lonely and unfulfilled no matter how rich or powerful we may get and we know a lot of people like that who was the guy who died in his tent because he was so afraid of catching germs i forgot who he was i should have taken down the name for you so some day-to-day -day, uh, uh things that we need to keep in mind place your people first all the time okay you must have smart goals because great leaders will create a tribe when they have smart achievable goals 
Uh, number three, reduce uncertainty by keeping communication open as great leaders. And very important, be productive. No matter what you choose to do or try, make sure you and your tribe are measuring results. Because if you're working and you're not measuring results, this, this will not get you the appropriate dopamine fix. So that means that slowly, slowly, you'll either be depressed or just give up. And last but not least, in the recommendation day-to-day, humble yourself. Remember always this. I I heard this in one of um, Simon Sinek's uh, speeches. You know, remember, you only ever deserve as a leader a styrofoam cup. The porcelain cup from England is for the people you lead. It's for the people you lead. So I remember once, Melanie, we had one of our presidents come and see us for, and we had organized the dinner. I didn't sit at the table where the president was sitting. I allowed my top people to sit at that table. And I sat down with my, my employees that were that I pay to, to put that event together. Like humble yourself. So lead the way with clear objectives and goals. Lead the way as leaders uh, with attitude, great attitude. You cannot be a leader if you are talking about other people or if you are in your circle of concern. As great leaders, you must sacrifice yourself, your time, your energy in helping others succeed. Remember, every time you help somebody succeed, you're getting closer and closer to the top of the next summit, okay? Help others to contribute so they know that you appreciate them and that the success of the company is thanks to them. Don't always want to, don't try to be always the big dog. Let the other ones talk and get the other people to say what you would have wanted to say, right? And create a fantastic work environment for people to motivate themselves. So if we sum it up, protect your people. There's a cost to leadership. Balance is key. Together is better and lead with loyalty. Guys, we love you. Have a fantastic weekend. And for my Anglos, tonight is going to be a very powerful, powerful, okay, I'm telling you right now, a very powerful gala. Make sure your people are there. They'll leave excited, and they will make you thrive in the second week of June out of five. Okay, guys, we love you. See you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.